Cousins from under center goes back to pass. Straight drop. Passing right. Jefferson, yes, on the run. 40-30. Angles left to the 20. And he is gone. What is up? Welcome to Vikings Vantage presented by Pepsi, the official soft drink of the Minnesota Vikings. I am your host, Gabe Henderson from the Vikings Entertainment Network, alongside Vikings.com audio producer and my co-host, Chris Corso. Today, we get you guys up to speed with everything you need to know from inside the TCO Performance Center from our vantage point. The Vikings, Texans, both 0-3 looking to get into the win column this Sunday at NRG Stadium. Kickoff is officially set for 12 p.m. right here on the Vikings Radio Network on Sunday, KFAN 100.3. Voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen, will be calling that game alongside Pete Bursich, Ben Lieber, and Greg Coleman. All right, so today is going to be a loaded show. We hear from some of the best podium sounds coming from the TCO Performance Center. Also, Vikings beat reporter from the Star Tribune, Ben Gessling, stops by the show, and we look ahead to some of the key storylines surrounding the Vikings-Texans matchup in our reporters' wrap-up with Vikings.com staff writer Lindsey Young. But before we get to all of that, we start the show the way we always do with the best thing we saw this week. Corso. Gabe, I think I have to start out with under center this week with Kirk Cousins when the Vikings quarterback interviewed our star rookie wide receiver Justin Jefferson and it was great to hear them talk following that breakout performance for the Vikings first round draft pick. Let's hear what they had to say talking about the 71 yard touchdown. Uh, we've been working uh, with that play in practice uh, you know repeatedly and um, you know we've seen the matchups and um, you know it was a great look and you know he threw a, a wonderful ball and uh, you know I just made some plays after the after the catch. So that's that's all there really was to it. We ran that same play in practice on Friday and uh, I threw the ball a little bit to his inside and he turned around with his right hand, the exact same route, exact same play, <laughs> going the same direction and stabbed it with one hand out of the sky <laughs> and brought it in. And we all kind of looked at each other like, did you see that? And so it was great to see on game day. Fortunately, we made a throw where he could catch it with two hands, but uh Great to see. And then the way you finish the play, I mean, to again, it would have been great to have a 50-yard game, but the fact that you then beat two defenders in their secondary and finish uh, with a touchdown was just outstanding. Yeah, you heard that they ran that play in practice, and, and hearing what happened after practice, Gary Kubiak went to Justin Jefferson Gabe and told him, this is your chance to start for this team. We have this opportunity for you, and you need to go out and, and run with it. And I think that's what happened when you're being compared to Randy Moss. Yep. Speaking of Randy Moss, Justin Jefferson was the first rookie wide receiver from the Vikings to have over 100 receiving yards in the first half since 1998. Randy Moss was the first person to do that against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. But you talked about Gary Kubiak on Justin Jefferson. In Gary Kubiak's press conference this week, he said he's most impressed with Jefferson's progress, you know, watching him through training camp. Justin Jefferson is on a roll. Um, Courtney Cronin said it best earlier this week that the training wheels are off right now. Like it's it's all about Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Justin Jefferson's wide receiver number two. And you want that if you're a coach, because that only helps the defense. Having guys that can extend drives on the offensive side of the ball keeps the defense off the field. And from the defensive perspective, you want to get the ball back in your offense's hands. And a guy that has done a great job of that is is Yannick Ngakwe. Two sacks this year, both of those sacks, strip sacks. Andre Patterson, his coach slash defensive coordinator, 
had some interesting words to say about Unique Ngakwe this week during his presser. He's gotten more and more comfortable each week. Uh, you, you've started to see him use his length, his speed, and his athleticism more. Uh, you know, he was active in the game last Sunday uh, as far as, you know, making plays in the run game. Uh, I think he had a couple pressures in the game. So, uh, it's very encouraging to see how, how much his game is growing week to week. And uh, I think the more and more comfortable he gets, the more we're all going to see what, you know, what kind of player that this young kid can become. As a coach, you got to be happy to have a guy like him. The past two weeks, Unique Ngakwe has had a sack, has had a forced fumble. 54 snaps week two, 59 snaps this past week. And then, of course, week one, he was still trying to get into a group of things, only 44 snaps. So Unique Ngakwe is coming along really well and he's been a, a big boost for this defense and I think those team sacks are going to go up when you have number 99 rushing from the other side so the fact that he's already getting to the football Mike Zimmer said that was the first trait that stuck out from Unique Ngakwe when the Vikings went and got him from the Jacksonville Jaguars and man he's also pretty familiar with those Houston Texans so let's see how that plays out for him this week for sure and the Vikings have had 11 QB hits this year seven of those came last week against the Tennessee Titans. So you want to turn those those QB hurries into sacks, and Coach Andre Patterson is going to be especially keying in on this Texans offense. But moving on, the, the most important news this week is coming out of the TCO Performance Center, you know, with ramped up COVID testing for the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings played the Tennessee Titans, who at this point, I, I believe they have five players on their roster that have tested positive for, for COVID-19. On Tuesday, when the Vikings shut down the TCO Performance Center, it was only three players at that point, eight members in all uh, for the Tennessee Titans, but three players. And we know the Titans-Stillers game is postponed due to the positive tests. And it's been interesting. And, you know, Rick Spillman, Eric Sugarman, head athletic trainer for the Vikings, they addressed the media to give, you know, everyone an update on where the Vikings stand in regard to their testing and what the Vikings-Texans game will look like this Sunday. I know the league is on top of everything. What we're concerned about is the Minnesota Vikings. uh, And we know what situation we're in. And uh, all we're looking forward to is is moving forward, following all the uh, policies and procedures in place and getting ready to play on Sunday. Anything from that standpoint, uh, that would be a league's decision. There's no excuses. Um, you know, the players know what we have to do to get ready. The coaches know what we have to do to get ready. And we'll get prepared and go down there and, and play the game and and do the best we can but it's uh, the situations there are things that you can't control during the season but it's also you know uh, the responsibility of us to get our team ready and coach zim's going to have this team ready to play on sunday i have no doubt about that well strong words from the vikings general manager rick spielman no excuses he has faith in coach zimmer that he's going to get the team ready i mean the vikings had to deal with this already earlier in the in the offseason when they had about 10 or so false positives and and the Vikings general manager as well as head athletic trainer Eric Sugarman said that that really prepared them for this game. And Rick Spillman addressed that regarding the false positives on August 24th. He said in his press conference this past Tuesday that unfortunately we had to go through that, but fortunately we've been through this one time. So we knew how to respond as an organization in the situation that we're currently in right now. So as a GM, hey, we're going to take care of this from a, you know, broad perspective, making sure everybody can get into the building, in which we are now. I've, I've had about four or five COVID tests this week in about three days. I was going to ask you, Gabe, how many tests have <laughs> you taken so far this week? I've had about five tests. And, and then yesterday, um, well, I guess, yeah, Thursday, it, 
we got the POC test, the point of contact test, which comes back in 15 to 20 minutes. And that took about an hour and a half. So it's been an interesting week, but the main focus and the main focus for Mike Zimmer is, hey, there's zero positive tests right now. The plan is to get the team ready to play. We're heading down to Houston, Texas to get a win against an 0-3 Houston Texans team. And you you want to have all of your guys healthy. And we know the injury bug has bit the Vikings earlier this year. There's a few guys on injury reserve, including Pat Elfline and Daniil Hunter. But the injury report for this week, Mike Hughes is still out with a neck injury. Chris Boyd was interesting because he practiced yesterday. He was limited in practice, but he's ruled as doubtful now. But in more positive news, it was good to see Cam Dantzler back in practice both Thursday and today. So it'll be exciting to see what he can do alongside Jeff Gladney, seeing both of those guys there with Houghton Hill. Then you have other guys behind those three playmakers right there that could, you know, come in and fill a void if, you know, another cornerback goes down. But speaking of the current Vikings, Mike Zimmer addressed the media today in which he gave his final thoughts for the Vikings upcoming game against the Houston Texans. I'm really proud about the way they handled things. There hasn't been really any complaining. Uh, you know, we, I've, we obviously have had to do a lot of extra things that we don't normally do. Um, point of care test, our normal testing, and you got to sit in your car and wait to come into the facility. Um, you know, so we've had to adjust schedules and times, and uh, but they've handled it really well. You know, and you typically you're going to get a lot of <laughs> complaining and griping and things like that, but it, it's been good. Uh, you know, I think the guys just, you know, they're just excited to play football again. Gabe, I think Mike Zimmer's pretty happy that he doesn't have to lock down DeAndre Hopkins this time around when the Vikings take on the Texans. So while we're a little short at cornerback, at least you're dealing with Will Fuller, Randall Cobb, somebody who we're familiar with from the Green Bay Packers, but there is no DeAndre Hopkins on this team anymore. And nobody on this defensive side of the ball is complaining about that. I think he just puts more of a pressure on Deshaun Watson to make plays in which he's had to do. He's played against probably three of the top five teams in the NFL right now, the Chiefs, the Ravens, and then the Pittsburgh Steelers this past week. So I'm looking forward to seeing the Vikings corners build that confidence this week after last week's performance. All right, we'll be right back with our guest interview for the week, Ben Gessling and Lindsey Young. But first, Pilots Games has teamed up with the Minnesota Vikings to create the all-new Vikings Victory Electric Pool Tab Game. Pilot Games is the largest charitable gaming provider in the state. When you play Vikings Victory, your community wins. Play Vikings Victory today anywhere Pilots electronic pool tabs are offered. After every Vikings game this season, make sure to log on to the team's digital and social platforms to watch Vikings Post Game Live, a new streaming post game show providing fans with highlights, post game sound from head coach Mike Zimmer and players, analysis, and much more. Fans can watch live or on demand via Vikings.com, the Vikings mobile app, Vikings Now, the team's connected TV app, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. For more, visit Vikings.com slash post game show. Hey, hey, we are back. This is the Vikings Vantage, Gabe Henderson alongside Chris Corso. And now uh, we would like to bring in our special guest for the week, Vikings beat reporter slash Star Tribune writer, Mr. Ben Gessling. Ben, how's it going, man? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Good, good. Well, (laughs) the Vikings play the Texans this week. Um, It has been a hell of a week, to say the least, starting on Tuesday, which we will hop right into um, Tuesday, of course, the Tennessee Titans had eight staff members, including three players, test positive for COVID-19, which has resulted in their game against the Steelers getting postponed. But that Tuesday, 
it was about 9.56. I hadn't read my emails. I was walking to the COVID trailer to a full parking lot to walk out of the COVID trailer after getting my test to players walking to their cars. This was yeah. a result of yeah. TCO shutting down. So right. what was your initial reaction to these positive COVID-19 results? Well, I mean, it, it's surprising when you hear it, but I guess in, in a larger context of things, you figure it was probably going to happen at some point. And, and I suppose the fact that it took until, you know, a couple of days after week three for it to happen at all is a testament to how well the NFL has been able to manage this thing. But when you have, there is that one loophole and things where players don't get tested on Sunday. And I suppose somehow it found a way through. I know the Titans had one coach stay home because he was already in the protocol, but it's on a larger sense, something that you figure is going to happen at some point or another. But yeah, when it, when it actually happens and when it happens to the team that you cover, and Mm -hmm. I was out there that morning about eight o'clock, I think to get my own COVID test, uh, reporters end up getting those a couple of times uh, a week to go into the building for indoor practices and everything was operating normally. And then I get home and <laughs> see that everything is kind of <laughs> blown up. So uh, yeah, quite, quite the, quite the turn of events. Ben, you were a part of uh, some of the press conferences with Vikings general manager, Rick Spielman, Eric Sugarman, the head athletic trainer, and of course, head coach Mike Zimmer later on on Wednesday. So what were your reactions from the Vikings plans and, and the NFL's plans as a whole to, to combat this and get ready to play a game on Sunday? You know, both Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman compared it to the times where you've seen games affected by natural disasters, hurricanes, wildfires you know, whatever it's happened to be. And, and we, that comes up, unfortunately, you know, a couple of times a year, I think around the NFL, or at least to the point where it happens maybe once a season, whether it's in the Gulf or Florida or California or whatever it, it would happen to be. But that precedent, as Mike Zimmer said, has been established that, hey, if it's only a day or two of practice, we can't shut everything down. And I think their their reaction is probably the one that any team has to have in this situation. You lose a day of practice. So I suppose you, you treat it as much as you can, like a short week, whether it's playing on a Thursday or you know a Sunday after a Monday game. I mean, there are there's precedent for having to do that, even if it's not ideal. So if things continue and everybody is clear heading into the game, there's probably not a lot you can do other than to say, hey, let's go play and, and try to deal with it the best we can. It's, it's not perfect, but I think everybody knew your, your choices this season were either between a season that had some weird things like this and some inconsistencies where the Vikings couldn't practice and the Texans could, or you probably don't have football. So if we're going to do this, um, this is probably going to be part of it. We are going to do this, and the Vikings 0-3 heading down to NRG Stadium this upcoming Sunday to face the Houston Texans, who are also 0-3. This is the Vikings' vantage. Ben Gessling is on today alongside myself, Gabe Henderson, and Chris Corso. Delvin Cook had a hell of a day last Sunday. He did. 181 yards, um, and just he just looks primed to have a big season. On the other hand, the Houston Texans' run defense is 32nd in the NFL. How do you see things playing out? between these two teams, run defense versus run offense. You saw it last week, how different this looks when Dalvin Cook is involved and when he's involved early and often. I mean, it, he opens up a lot of things. He gives you a guy that, number one, puts you in better down and distance situations when you do want to throw the ball. I mean, there were, you saw them not have to deal with as much second and eight, third and nine. But he also is a big play threat, and this has been a, a team that needs that. I mean, you, you they've had that with the play-action game in the past, and you saw that come back 
somewhat on Sunday. I'm sure, I shouldn't say somewhat. It came back on Sunday with Justin Jefferson. But Dalvin Cook also gives you the ability to break off a long run. And some of those things change games. Not only have the Vikings had trouble extending drives, they found themselves in bad field position an awful lot. So even if you don't score on a drive that starts from your own two, if you can get it out to midfield, it changes the entire context of the game. As, as you'll hear Mike Zimmer talk about quite a bit, if you can flip the field, there are points correlated to those yards over the course of a game. And Dalvin Cook gives you some ability to flip those things in your favor as well. Ben, what is the matchup that you're watching in this game? We talked about the the rushing the rushing attack, and obviously the Texans are not strong there. But what's your key matchup heading into this game? Well, I think a lot of it becomes, can the Vikings get their pass rush going against a Texans offensive line that has struggled quite a bit? Now, that's a line that you might have some success with, but you have to deal with a quarterback and Deshaun Watson who can make a lot of things happen on his own. And Mike Zimmer talked about earlier in this week about his college coach referring to him as Houdini or Michael Jordan, I guess. And he's had the nickname Houdini at a number of different times. And a lot of that is we hear it when the Vikings play Aaron Rodgers. We hear it when they play quarterbacks that can get out of the pocket and make a lot of things happen. And it's certainly true with Deshaun Watson. You have to rush him the right way. You have to get at him at a point where you're closing the pocket, not giving him an escape hatch, because if he has one, he can make a lot of things happen on the run, and he certainly can make things happen when he's throwing on the run. We've seen that many, many times with him. And I think a lot of this is going to be, can they create a consistent pass rush? You have Yannick Ngakwe, who's played against him before. Because if they're able to get a pass rush going, I think they have a chance to to win at the line of scrimmage and potentially control this game. But you have to do it with him in a way that doesn't come back and bite you. That is Star Tribune's Ben Gessling. We will get back to our guest interview, but first, hey, Vikings fans, this football season, make Pepsi your go-to game day drink because it's the only drink for football watching. Pepsi, that's what I like. We are back. Ben Gessling, Star Tribune, is here with us. This is the Vikings Vantage, Gabe Henderson, Chris Corso. Uh, Ben, there are 13,300 fans in attendance this week at NRG Stadium, 20% capacity. Um, The Vikings is going to be the biggest fan base they've played in this entire season. So um, when I was looking at some of the stats, home teams, including the Vikings and Ravens that had 250 fans at their home game this past week, are seven and six when they have fans in the stands. So do you think these 13,300 fans are going to you know, make a difference or have an advantage or be an advantage for the Vikings at all? Well, I'm curious about two things. I, the The noise in Indianapolis when there were fans didn't seem to be something that makes much of a difference. I 13,000 fans in an NFL game is, is kind of a weird rubric <laughs> because you don't see that. I mean, you don't yeah. see teams playing in front of 13,000 fans. You see what the noise sounds like when the place is full generally. I mean, most teams are, are have the place fairly full every week and certainly a lot more full than this. The other thing I'm curious to see is how many of those tickets end up in the hands of Vikings fans because we mm-hmm. saw it in Indianapolis. There were a lot. There was a, I was I had my binoculars before the game. There was a lot of purple in the stands, and I'll be curious to see how many Vikings fans decide to make the trip because I did a story on this late last season about the number of Vikings fans that have started to travel to away games, and now that obviously tickets are a lot easier to get on StubHub and NFL Ticket Exchange and all these different places, it's easier to see your team on the road. So if you're in a place where you can't get into the stadium, either because there's no tickets available or the place is sold out in a normal year or whatever it would happen to be, 
there may be a draw for some Vikings fans to buy up some of these tickets. So I'm curious to see that as well. I, I think certainly it could make a little bit of a difference, but I'm not completely sure it's going to be a, a full Texans crowd. The Vikings could have some fans that come down there and, and make it more of a bipartisan environment as well. Hey, Vikings fans, if you go on Ticketmaster right now, tickets are only $59. So Man. buy those tickets up right now. <laughs> Love yeah, it. It's, if you can get down there and you feel safe about it, I, I yeah, it's that's certainly true. a cheaper way to do it than you would typically get. When looking at the Texans, I think it was a pretty like national offseason for them. You have the payday for Deshaun Watson, yeah. which was huge. Yeah. And then you obviously have a trade that shocked the entire league. Looking at this team, you think of DeAndre Hopkins and everything he's done. I remember when they came to U.S. Bank Stadium a few years ago, and that was Mike Zimmer's top priority, and they did a pretty good job at that. Yeah. So I think Mike Zimmer's got to be pretty happy that he doesn't have to try and stop <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins this week. Yeah, I think that's probably true. I mean, that I, if I recall, that, that game was uh, I think right before the bye week in 2016. I think they wanted to get to 5-0, and and that was a – that was a big Xavier Rhodes Rhodes closed day, if I recall. It, it was. was have him follow DeAndre Hopkins around and take him out of the game. But yeah, he's one of the best in the business. So not having to deal with him with a young secondary is helpful. But I mean, they still have some weapons with Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb, Will Fuller. I mean, some guys that can stretch you certainly with Fuller and and probably Cooks to some extent as well. Cobb is you know more of their slot guy and has been around a long time. The Vikings, of course, are very familiar with him from his days in Green Bay, but. It's, it's a different look when you don't have DeAndre Hopkins and you don't have that guy that everybody has to roll the coverage toward. I, I think that makes a difference. I'm, I'm curious to see what the Texans can do because I, I, this is an 0-3 team, but they played mm-hmm. – when you open with Kansas City, you play Baltimore week two, and then you have Pittsburgh. It's been a tough slate. I, these were both playoff teams last year that I think expected to be a lot better than they've been, and they're both desperate. So it, it kind of becomes a thing of – Who's going to be the one to stand up and say, this is not who we are, and we're going to get our season back on track starting right now? And It's it's a better matchup, mm-hmm. I think, than you typically see between two 0-3 teams. Ben Gessling from the Star Tribune is here. Ben, you and I talked right during uh, training camp, and yeah. I gave yes. you <laughs> – I gave you your props because you were one of the only pre-draft experts that were high on Gladney coming to the Vikings. And in that interview, you said Jeff Gladney has a lot of the particulars Mike Zimmer likes in his corners. Yeah. So what is your take on Jeff Gladney thus far that has 60 snaps this past Sunday against the Titans? Yeah, I mean, I think it's been a work in progress for him as it's been for a lot of these young guys, but it's... It's such a weird year to judge young corners because, I mean, it came up, I think, yesterday. Mike Zimmer talked about it with Trey Waynes, Mackenzie Alexander. Xavier Rhodes had played before Mike Zimmer came here, but they all went through that crash course in the particulars of how he wants them to play in training camp. You, you didn't have that this year. So you have a lot of guys playing in situations that if they were – if this was a, a team with veteran corners and they'd had a normal training camp, they would be more prepared for whatever playing time they were going to get. And they may not get as much of it as they're getting to start the year simply because you have other guys who could take it. So I think it's been a work in progress for him. There's been some, some moments I think where he's looked good and some moments where people have taken advantage of him. The, the illegal contact penalty in Indianapolis a couple of weeks ago comes to mind as it does for a lot of young guys, but it, this is going to be a, a certainly as you're judging that group, him, Cameron Dantzler, when he gets healthy, 
Holton Hill, I think Mike Hughes, a lot of these guys still have a lot to learn at the NFL level. And I think by the end of the season, it's going to be interesting to, to watch where they're at. How much of this have they picked up on the fly in terms of how Mike Zimmer wants his corners to play and how much better are they from the beginning of the season to the end? I, I can remember that with Xavier Rhodes, his first year with Zimmer. By the end of the season, it was, okay, I trust you enough to go shadow Calvin Johnson. That that happened for the first time in December of that season. And, and Zimmer very much, I think his approach is, if you show me you can handle it, I'm going to give you more. I'm not going to give it to you right away, but as soon as you're ready, I'm going to let you go try to do it. So I think if those guys earn trust, we're going to see them continue to progress throughout the season. So um, we'll get you out of here with this. The, the Vikings will win if... They will win if they are able to contain Deshaun Watson from making a lot of game-breaking plays. I really think that's the key to this because it's a defense that you should be able to score on. The Vikings, I think, showed last week they're getting themselves into more of a rhythm with what they want to do with Dalvin Cook. I think Justin Jefferson coming up and becoming a big threat next to Adam Thielen makes a big difference. The offense just looked more in rhythm last week. I think if they are able to contain Deshaun Watson from making a lot of plays on either in rhythm or on busted plays, I think this is a winnable game. So a lot of it to me comes down to what they are able to do against him. I, I think if they, if they're able to come up with a way to contain him, I think they win the game. Thank you, Ben. Appreciate it. Thanks ben. guys. Pleasure being on with you. That is Star Tribune's Ben Gessling. Join me, Paul Allen, along with former Vikings linebacker and current radio analyst Ben Lieber after every Vikings game as we host Between the Lines. Analyze the game, break it down from all angles, and discuss what it means for your favorite team moving forward. Watch each week via Vikings.com, the Vikings app, YouTube, and all of the team's other digital and social platforms. For information, visit Vikings.com slash Between the Lines. All right, we are moving along in our writer's wrap-up. This is the Vikings Vantage presented by Pepsi. I would now like to bring in Vikings.com staff writer, Miss Lindsay Young. Lindsay, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We are good. This is an interesting time um, for the Minnesota Vikings. 0-3 for the first time since 2013 heading down to Houston Texans to face an an 0-3 Houston Texans team. But after watching the past three Minnesota Vikings games, what what have been some of your general takeaways from the season thus far, especially for fans looking for those silver linings? Yeah, definitely. Um, And I mean, I'm always somebody that's kind of trying to look for those silver linings as well. And I think there are some, especially after this past game. I mean, I think you look at weeks one and weeks two, the way the team lost, we were kind of playing, you know, catch up the entire time, right? Not really playing the game on our terms. Um, And then the script kind of flipped on, on Sunday against the Titans and the game was a lot more competitive. Minnesota actually had that 12 point lead there, um, I believe in the third quarter. And of course, then the flip side of that is when you lose that lead, how disappointing that is uh, down the stretch. But I feel like just seeing that it was much more competitive. Um, The offense, you know, really started humming against Tennessee there for portions of that game, which was good to see whether that's getting Delvin Cook going, Justin Jefferson, of course, you know, Adam Thielen and Kyle Rudolph still making some big catches. And then on defense, I think there's going to be those growing pains that you kind of expect with 
more turnover than has been, you know, expected at least under Zimmer. There's been so much consistency until this year. And then there's that heavier turnover. And so we've seen those growing pains, those ups and downs. But what's been encouraging to me is that, you know, in the first game, I think against the Packers, there were so many missed tackles um, and things like that, that maybe that's, you know, a byproduct of not having the preseason games. And so it's been good to see that decrease, um, you know, fewer mistakes, although there are those miscues, especially late in the game. And I think that's the biggest thing is how are the Vikings going to figure out, you know, that last 10 minutes or so. And I think Eric Smith had a story on that this week. Like, how do you figure out how to stay on top down the stretch? So, so, you know, positive and negative takeaways for sure. But I definitely, you know, felt more positive coming out of that week three game and heading into this Texans game. I think the young defenders really stepped up, especially at the cornerback position in game three. So what did you see from some of those younger players who had to step up and play with the injuries that the Vikings had? Yeah, um, I think that's a super good point. Um, you know, obviously on the time of possession too, just because your defense isn't as tired, they're not out on the field as long. Um, and I think that you saw that pay off in the game. I know he's not one of the rookies, but like with Holton Hill, obviously carrying a bigger responsibility this year, I think you've seen ups and downs from him, right? I believe he's had at least one you know, kind of big stop of pass defense in each of these first three games. And that happened again against Tennessee, which is really great to see. He's also had a couple of miscues as well. And so hoping to see that become a little bit more consistent, but I'm excited to see kind of where his production goes as we go through the season. The same with, with Chris Boyd. Um, and obviously, hopefully we get Am Dantzler back. I know with, with Jeff Gladney, you know, he's had some ups and downs too, and some growing pains, which I think is, kind of to be expected with the cornerback position. I feel like the jump from college to the NFL is so big at that spot. Um, but, you know, Coach Zimmer has said that he's seen improvement from Jeff Gladney with, with each week. And so hopefully that just keeps continuing. And I might be cheating a little bit here because I don't know if he counts as one of the young guys, but just Eric Wilson. I mean, I feel like you cannot say enough good things about him at linebacker. You know, like every year since coming in as an undrafted guy, he's kind of stepped into a larger role. And obviously this year is no different with, with Anthony Barr being on injured reserve. And watching him play just like makes me excited because I feel like he's all over the field. Yeah, Eric Wilson surely brings that energy. You spoke on a guy, Jeff Gladney, a guy that we have seen progression each week from the first day of training camp until now. This season in particular, he had nine snaps in week one against the Packers, 29 snaps week two against the Colts, and then 60 snaps this past week against the Tennessee Titans. He didn't get the start, but it's been extremely encouraging seeing how he has progressed over the course of the season. But how can the Vikings continue to build on last week's success and route to getting a win against the Houston Texans um, this upcoming Sunday? Well, I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and, and quote Coach Zimmer, and I'm pretty sure it's after the Colts game when he said, you know, we cannot start winning until we stop losing. And I feel like that even did apply in this week three game. The Vikings basically had their destiny in their hands on that final drive. They had a chance to come back and make something happen and things just spiraled out of control. Um, and I think going into 
Houston, you know, like you said, both of these teams are going to be pretty desperate to get a win. Um, And so I don't think that you can count anybody out. And if you're doing things to shoot yourself in the foot, you know, that's, that's not going to work out in your favor. Um, It will be interesting to see how the time of possession um, works out. And I think that's the biggest thing. Every drive is not necessarily going to end in a touchdown, obviously, but like, can you keep the sticks moving, keep your guys on the field, give your defense a chance to rest, tire out the opposing team's defense to make sure that you kind of even the playing field on that time of possession. So I think if we win the time of possession battle and win the turnover battle against Houston, then that's where you have a good chance to get your first win. Last week, Lindsay, I was like, Justin Jefferson needs to step up here because he has the ability to take this offense to the next level. I'm pretty sure that's kind of what happened, Gabe, in this game. Absolutely. It it resulted in a loss, but man, oh man, I think like a superstar was born um, during week three for the Vikings. So I I know Coach Zimmer hates pro football-focused stats, but I think he'll appreciate the fact that they gave Justin Jefferson the highest overall rating out of all the players in the NFL last week. So what are your thoughts on the performance, Lindsay, of Justin Jefferson so far? Maybe he listened to the podcast and just. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I hope he didn't, honestly. (laughs) No, it was so exciting to watch him play. And I think, you know, all Vikings fans would agree that speaking of silver linings out of that game, like it was impossible to not be excited and feel good about Justin Jefferson coming out of that game, um, even with the loss. And, I think for me, the two things that stood out were just one, like his speed and an ability to get open and create separation, you know, was just second to none. And then also, I feel like there were a lot of questions um, kind of from the outside, from the experts per se, when he was drafted, like, okay, he spent so much time in the slot um, last season for LSU. Like, can he make things happen on the outside? Um, And I think he answered that question on Sunday. You know, he was making huge plays. Obviously the 71 yard touchdown um, was, you know, the most exciting one, I guess, of the, of the game, but just throughout the entire day making big plays, splashy plays. I don't think that that was, you know, a fluke, right? Like he was able to show what he's going to do. And just starting that connection with Kirk Cousins, I think will be huge. Um, Obviously we want to see Kirk being able to spread the ball around. And I think Uh, Justin having that type of game just was the next step towards that being able to happen on a regular basis. Vikings.com staff writer Lindsey Young. This is the Vikings Vantage. Gabe Henderson, Chris Corso. Lindsey, I'm I'm a big fan of your work. I've told you that before I got hired here, but just the purple pups is something that that really stands out to me that you really do a good job on. I'm in the market right now uh, for, for a dog and um, trying to figure out what I want. Uh, me and my wife are trying to figure that out. A golden doodle is um, a front runner right now. But speaking of purple pups, uh, uh, you know, a segment that you do with the Vikings. T- talk about that real quick and, you know, how it came about and what the initiative is on purple pups. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you want more information on golden doodles, Afadio Denebo, he's your guy. Um, nice. <laughs> he's got nothing but good stuff to say. But no, so purple pups was just kind of a concept that I came up with. I mean, you know, selfishly and, and biased, I love dogs. So I thought that doing a segment that revolved around people's dogs and pets would be really fun. But really my driving force behind it was I was thinking people in general love to talk about their dogs. 
dogs and about their pets, right? They're proud of them. They think they have the best dog in the world. And so I was like, if we can get some of these guys sitting down talking about their dogs, I think it just shows fans another side of their personality, um, which is really what I was after. And so last year was the first season of it went super well. Um, we got, you know, lots of good feedback on that. And the fun part about it too, is that it's photo, it's video and it's written. So it's kind of a comprehensive um, story, which is really fun to work with those different aspects of VEN. Um, and then this year has been, you know, a little bit of a challenge with having to do everything virtually, but we're kind of rolling with the punches on that. And we've been able to get uh, Zoom interviews with, with various players about their pets. And then the fun thing is, is that they're sending in home videos and photos and things of their pets, of their dogs, so that we can put together a video and a, um, a full story just like we did last year. And so Purple Pups is back. I'm super pumped Let's about go. that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the first one is rolling out uh, this week. So um, Herb Smith, look for him and his dog, Blue. Um, so those segments run as part of uh, Vikings Connected on Thursday nights, I believe. And then they'll be on Vikings.com on Fridays. And that won't be an every week thing, but it will um, kind of drop in in pockets throughout the season. So keep an eye out for that. Always fun content. Speaking of fun content, you, Eric Smith, and Craig Peters uh, are writing crew for Vikings.com. You guys do such a good job with some of your uh, long-form features on Vikings players, whether it's off the field, on the field, or in the Vikings playbook that normally fans would see at U.S. Bank Stadium. Obviously, this year is different. So maybe tell us about some of your uh, the features that you've been working on and how Vikings fans can access that playbook this year not being at U.S. Bank Stadium so far. We've kind of had to adapt just like everybody else, I think, with the, the COVID protocols and not having that direct one-on-one -on -one interaction with the team. Um, but we've been able to still, you know, do interviews over the phone or Zoom. And we still definitely have stuff in the works. Um, I'm going to be a little bit cryptic with this one because I don't actually um, have the interview lined up yet. But I do have kind of a deep dive um, off-field story that I'm really wanting to do um, with one of our, our newer faces here on the team. So I'm hoping that that all comes together and that fans can keep an eye out for that. Um, and then you mentioned the playbook. I mean, we are starting to work ahead on stories that will be for the week six uh, playbook for the Falcons game. And like you mentioned, Chris, I mean, it's a little bit different this year because we don't have 66,000 fans at U.S. Bank Stadium that are getting that Vikings playbook, but we are still producing it. We're still printing it. And it's a pretty cool deal where fans can still get that um, for free. So it actually does go out in a majority of the Twin Cities Star Tribune Sunday papers. So if people get the Sunday paper, they'll get the playbook there. But then also um, fans can go to any of the Twin Cities high velo locations and they have the playbooks there as well so you can just um, pick up a copy for free so that's been kind of a fun way to adapt with that for sure and then lastly I guess another project that I've been enjoying working on is the 60 greatest fans so for the Viking 60th season this year um, we are recognizing throughout the year uh, the Viking 60 greatest fans um, which people can send in nominations they kind of get filtered through um, and chosen and honored and so with every home game we're recognizing like between seven or eight um, of those fans and then i get the privilege of of writing some features on those fans as well so it's really fun to just hear people's stories how they came to follow the team you know what their favorite 
player is and what their favorite memories are. So that's been kind of a fun off field thing as well. Nice. Well, Lindsay, we truly appreciate it. Thank you for all of the work that you do. Best of luck this weekend. Uh, Best of luck for the Vikings. And guys, make sure you stay tuned to Vikings.com for your most up to date coverage of the team. Kickoff is slated for 12 p.m. You can listen to that game right here on KFAN as well as stream it on Fox. The Vikings Radio Network pregame show will start at 10 a.m. with Voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen and Pete Bursich. For Chris Corso, Lindsey Young, and Star Tribune's Ben Gessling, I'm Gabe Henderson. Thank you again for tuning into another episode of Vikings Vantage presented by Pepsi. That's what I like, the official soft drink of the Minnesota Vikings.